Hello there, guys. How are you? Ladies and gents, it's China. So this is the Hot Nerd Podcast with China Noel, and we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about toxic relationships today, okay? And I'm not just talking about, oh, your ex, even though that's included, right? But your relationships with people, with men, with women, with whomever you have relationships with, actually mirror your parental relationships. Like you are actually bringing all the trauma from your childhood and your upbringing into your relationships with your partners and love interests. And you don't even realize this until you're halfway through life. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I'm the kind of person who I just, I can't tolerate toxicity from within because I have so many examples of toxicity from very close spaces. So I don't tolerate it in any kind of relationship, platonic relationships. Look, my platonic friends and I can, you know, have arguments and beefs, but they don't really last very long and they involve a lot of communication. We just talk and have normal conversations like normal people. People who think that they can come into my life, try to be my friend, and then we have a tiff, and then they try to ignore me or do the whole silent treatment or, yeah, okay, this sounds real. (laughs) This sounds real specific. Sounds like I'm specifically talking about a motherfucker, but that's okay because I am. Um, yeah, I think that's abusive and I don't tolerate it. You don't want to talk about whatever your beef, your issue is. You can kiss my ass. But anyway, I, first of all, before we get into how toxic people can be in your own life, just sort of relationship wise, I want to take a couple of steps back and talk about what I have just heard about Lauren Hill's daughter. Now here's the backstory. And for all of you guys who are not Lauren Hill fans and who don't know about Lauren Hill, look, this might be a little too grown for you. This podcast might be grown for you. If you do, if you, in fact, you know what? This podcast is not, if you do not know who Lauren Hill is, shame on you, number one. And number two, this episode is not for you. Okay. You have to know who Lauren Hill is just as a human being who listens to music. Okay. Or who is in the world. That is a staple in pop culture. Anywho, I mean, come on, girls, you know you better. Okay, point being, her daughter, whose name is Salah Marley, because Lauren was with Rohan Marley, who is the son of Bob Marley. And if you don't know who Bob Marley is, again, not for you. Bob Marley's son, Rohan Marley, was with Lauren Hill for an a really long time and they had many, many kids. Okay. They never got formally married because I guess they were spiritually married because, you know, Lauren is eccentric. So they were spiritually married somehow and they had all these kids and that's fine. I think the eldest is Salah. So Salah gets on Instagram recently. I don't know if you heard about the story. She gets about, she gets on Instagram and she, she starts talking about her mom, Lauren. And she's like, yo, you know, She's struggling with her relationships with men because of the absence of her father, Rohan, and the anger of her mother, Lauren. Now, pause, okay, because I want to talk about that. 
when we talk about the mother-daughter relationship, because I feel like that is even more supreme than the father-daughter relationship. You're telling me that Lauren, and I'll play you Salah's clip so that you can hear it from Salah's mouth and not just mine. You're telling me that Lauren, okay, whom we have loved. I mean, I have loved Lauren since I bought my first album. I think I bought it actually, my first album that I actually bought with my own money instead of taking my eldest sisters, because I, I just would take my eldest sister's CDs all the time. <laughs> I would just take them. I would take them. I'm like, what's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. So I would take my eldest sister's music or I would dub it. I would just record on a, on a blank CD and it would just be mine. But anyway, I'm dating myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember one of my first, my very first record that I had bought on my own with my own money was Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And it was so beautiful. I mean, I, I know that album from front to back. And so she's kind of, you know, emblazed in my mind as one of the greatest artists of all time. I think she was just a genius, right? But she's not so old to be so outmoded in her parenting ways. So I'm very shocked that Salah, her daughter, got an Instagram live and spoke about abuse, abuse from her mother, right? You guys call them spankings, but anybody who calls them spankings and thinks it's okay, I think it's stupid. But we'll get into that later. But Salah gets on Instagram live and she's talking about Lauren and basically how Lauren used to beat their asses, right? And I'm like, okay, wasn't that a couple of generations ago? Do we still have people who are in their 40s who think that it's all right to 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 hit children in the way that Salah has described? Okay, pause, pause again. Let's pause again. Lauren has had mental health issues. She's had anger issues. We know all of that. We even know that, you know, she's got this reputation of not showing up at concerts on time. So like she abuses people's time. Like everybody knows that if you go into a Lauren Hill concert, don't bother getting there until three hours later. Cause she's probably not going to be on stage. Right? Like that's the common sort of salvo that people have written about in their articles and this and that and the other, whatever. Right? So that kind of chips away already at my respect, because it's like, that's a form of abuse too. You are really, excuse me, you are really abusing people's time right? You're abusing their time, their energy, their money. You know, people have gas, people have parking tickets. They, they're not here to, excuse me, wait for you, uh, you know, three hours until you get to your concert to perform. Talk about a legendary fuck up, right? So that's already sort of tarnishing my image of or my, I'm sorry, tarnishing my impression of this woman who, this woman whom I so loved for so long. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to hear stories about Lauren being late to her concert because that already, you know, you are really shattering my world by even just telling me just that. So come to find out, Salah starts talking about more stuff, right? And again, I want to embrace Salah wholeheartedly and I want you to take it from her, not from me. So we're going to play an excerpt 
And then we're going to analyze what she's saying in this excerpt about her mother, Lauren. This is Salah Marley speaking about Lauren Hill. I, she would spank us, right? She would spank us. And she was just very angry. She was very, very angry. She was so, 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 so angry. She was literally in unapproachable, not easy to talk to. And then half the time we didn't live with her. I was living with my grandparents half the time. Um, and so she was just very angry. Okay, that is a crazy way for your child to uh, remember you and to discuss their childhood. Because if you're hitting your child, you're angry and you're hitting your child, that to me is just too much of a problem. Because check this out, all you spare the rod, spoil the child idiots out there who think that this shit is normal. Okay, all you fucking fools who think that taking a rod to a child, taking a belt to a child is normal, you fucking idiots who need therapists. And clearly I do too, because <laughs> I'm getting angry. <laughs> but seriously, take it from this perspective. If Lauren Hill had been the one saying, oh, you know, Rohan beat my ass. Rohan would, you know, be very, very angry and he would come and he would, he would beat me. You guys would all be in an opera, wouldn't you? You would say, oh my God, how dare Rohan do that? He's a wife beater. He's this and that. He's that. You would be outraged that Rohan was beating Lauren Hill. If it were Lauren Hill saying that. So I don't understand the hitting of children. I believe that, you know, if you, if you want to hit your child, then your spouse should slap your fucking ass. Like don't campaign against domestic abuse while slapping and hitting your children. Please. It makes no sense. Like if you think it's okay to slap and hit your children, then it's perfectly fine for your husband to slap and hit you. Children aren't somehow lesser in value. And if anything, I think they require even greater protections than an adult. So if you think every adult needs protections from domestic abuse, then children too need protection. It's not rocket science. God didn't bring your children here for you to be slapping. Use your words. Use your brain. You know, use the intellect that God gave you to communicate. I mean, congratulations on having basic animal sex to bring your children here and now take care of them and stop ruining their mental health. I mean, for a child to describe her mom as like, she was very angry, very unapproachable, and she would get the belt. Let's hear the rest of what she was saying, talking about the belt, because that's traumatizing. I know you guys think that's traumatizing. Let's play that record. Do we have it? She would go get the belt. So we come, it's five of us, four kids, actually, it's four kids. So boom, now she has the belt. So she would hold our hands, oops. She would hold our hands like this. If I had a belt, I was, okay, well, it will be like this, you know? She would hold our hands like this and we would just sit in circles as she beat us. It was literally, just like that. Ooh, I just, I just. Oh my that God. Just me. Hearing that sound. Oh my God. Hearing that sound. Oh my God. 
I'm so hurt. I'm so hurt. I feel I feel like crying. I feel like crying. I'm so hurt. I really that that has ripped me so apart to watch Salah talk about that. That was very, very difficult because, you know, and the reason why I'm so emotional is I'm just thinking, I mean, what if you're a woman or even a man? (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing because I have images in my head of a man who has a girlfriend who tells him to go get a belt. Go ahead and get a belt right now, Stan. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> China, why are you laughing? But just think about it. You go tell your boyfriend, Stanley, Stanley, go get a belt right now. And Stanley's walking to his doom because he knows you're about to beat his bum. And he goes and he gets his belt and... You just beat the shit out of Stanley. That's not cool. You can't do that to Stanley. And in the reverse, Stanley can't do that to you. Like, China, go get the belt. <laughs> you know, I'm angry. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Like, it just. If a woman, my point to you is that if a woman or a man were telling this story about his or her relationship, y'all would be tripping. It would be a movement. It would be like, oh, stop domestic abuse. It's horrible. Okay, yeah, it is fucking horrible for an adult. So can you imagine just how horrible it is for a child? You fucking morons. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And then the people who comment, right, almost attacking Salah for speaking the truth are the people who blow my mind. These are the same black folks who complain about mistreatment of black bodies who in the same breath are justifying the whole sale, full-scale abuse of black children. This is why I don't fucking, I don't rock with nobody. This is why I rock with no one. I don't do color. I don't do color because you cannot rely on color alone to have common sense. It's not color of skin that has common sense. Black, white, Asian, Indian. So many people in this world are so fucking stupid that if you tie yourself to the worship of a skin color, you will fail in life. You will fail in life because people don't check themselves no matter what color they are. They don't check themselves. How do we march about the sanctity and respect for black bodies on Tuesday and by Wednesday we are defending the abuse of black children? We are defending the whipping, beating, slapping of black children, of black bodies. How do you do that? Please explain that contradiction to me. So do black bodies stop mattering in the hands of their own mothers and fathers? 
in the hands of their own communities, that's when they, oh, they don't matter then, right? They don't deserve to be nurtured and, you know, disciplined in a different way, approached in a different way, cared about in a different way, loved in a different way. They don't fucking matter then. They only matter when it's on the world stage and when they're being shot by someone with a different skin color. That's when we want to say something about it. Please get the fuck out of here. You cannot say black bodies matter, black lives matter, everybody matters, everybody should be respectful, reverent of human life on Tuesday. And then the next day by Wednesday, you're beating the shit out of your kid with a belt, with a whip. You're slapping faces, you're kicking this child, you're go get the belt, I'm gonna whip you in anger, blah, blah, blah. You're leaving marks, the child is bleeding, the child is traumatized, you're abusing this baby, this child that you brought in, okay? You're the one who went and had your little animal sex, okay? You had that good sex and brought this child into this world, okay? Nobody asked you to do that. That's your responsibility. And now you are over here in your own household whooping the bloody shit out of this soul that you were gifted, by the way, because not everybody can have kids. Everybody can't have kids. Everybody is not bestowed with that spiritual experience of childbirth. There are women out here who are suffering miscarriages. I know people who've had two, three, nine miscarriages trying so hard to have children. And so When they finally do, it becomes okay to slap the shit out of these kids in their own homes. I'm over you, Lauren. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm over Lauren Hill. I'm over her late concerts. I'm over, I'm just like over her. I'm over, she's not who I I idolized. And that's my fault. I should not have idolized anybody, and I don't anymore at this age. I mean, I'm now in my 30s, if you must know. You know, not that it's any of your business, but, you know. Lauren Hill responded. Lauren Hill did respond. It was a lengthy note on her verified Facebook page. And I can read it to you if you care, but I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm... I take Salah's word for it, and I don't think that there's any justification for that kind of a story. But I love how she has to invoke blackness in her response. That's fine. She goes, uh, black people, what? Salah has every right to express herself. I encourage it, but she also got the discipline that black children get because we are held to a different standard. Pause, bitch, what? Excuse my language, but what? Why do you think that black children need to be held to any kind of different standard? What sense does that make? If you are problematizing the white establishment for viewing black children as older and immune to pain, more immune to pain than white children, why are you doing it to your children? yourselves. Please somebody ask and answer that question. It's so hurtful. It's so, it's so, it's a betrayal. 
please raise your hand if you feel betrayed by all of this. Because I feel very betrayed by all of this. Because your home is where your sanctity should be. And you see how there's no clear enemy, right? It's too easy to say, oh, the white man, oh, the black man, all the... No, no. Love works one-on-one as far as I'm concerned. I don't take people as whole groups. I don't, I don't categorize whole groups of people. Oh, all Italians are this way and all French people are this way and all Chinese people are this way. All Africans are this way, all black people. Nope, I don't do that. I don't do that. Because there are many, many black homes, okay, in which you have parents who discipline their kids in other fashion, right? You don't have Beyonce slapping the shit out of Blue Ivy. You're not going to hear about Sean Carter slapping the shit out of, out of Rumi and Sir, okay? And they're older than Lauren, or at least Jay-Z is. Beyonce's younger. So I'm not going to paint every household and every black household with the same brush. And I'm not going to paint every white person with the same brush. What I do when it comes to love and what I encourage other people to do is to see people one-on-one, hold them accountable by their spirit. We don't, we're not all carrying the same spirits. Spirits don't have a skin color. Minds don't have a skin color. Certain things are universal common sense, okay? And don't be so stupid that you're following written script, script that was written by human beings, by man. A Bible that's telling you, yes, please take a rod to your child, okay? Just because something is telling you something doesn't mean you should do it. If they're telling you to take a rod and hit your child with that rod, it doesn't mean you should do it. Use your fucking brain. Use your brain. That's how we take the world. We take the world one-on-one on how people treat us and how we treat each other. But in her response and saying, oh, well, you know, Salah got the discipline that black children get because we're held to a different standard. That already sounds stupid to me. What do you mean we are held to a different standard? You create the standard in your household. Then she goes on to say the discipline was seen through the lens of a young child who also had no place to reconcile me as a mom and me as a larger than life public figure. Girl, bye. Girl, bye. Your children will reconcile you. Your children's children will reconcile you generations before and after you will reconcile you. And let me tell you something, honey, you better start to reconcile yourself. She has every place to reconcile you. The same way we reconciled Bill Cosby. I'm not comparing Lauren Hill to Bill Cosby, but I'm telling you that generations much younger than you will come back and they will reconcile the hell out of you. That's what social commentary is for. That's what movements are for. That's what hashtag me too is for. That's what hashtag BLM is for. That's what movements do is they reconcile people. And those people are are often much older than them. Harvey Weinstein was reconciled. 
by people much younger, by children, okay? Just people who would be considered children next to his stupid ass. So I don't even like her tone and I don't like her response. And so I'm not even going to talk about it. That's as much of this stupid fucking response from Lauren Hill as I'm going to read because I'm over it and I'm over her. I mean, I will still sing the tunes, okay? Now the joy. Okay, I will sing that. Zion, yes, I will. Problem as I do have with that song too. And I'll get into that in a different episode. But let me just tell you something. You know, and I don't want to disrespect Salah's mom. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be out here disrespecting anybody's mommy or mother-daughter relationship, but I didn't like that at all. I did not like what I heard. I don't like how she treated her daughter. Moving right the fuck along, though, um, because this this episode is really about, it's really about, um, what is this about? Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> toxicity. It's about toxicity in our personal relationships and where, you know, the views of how we treat each other come from. I want to actually zoom into this notion of black children being treated differently. And I want to talk about slavery. Now, I'm not one of those people who will just talk about slavery nilly willy, but I do think that we need to tap into some of that psychological impact that it has. Because Salah does say that. In when she describes the beating, I'll play that for you after the jump. We really do need to take a break. But she talks about beating, child beating as like a function of slavery. And I want to just touch on that really, really super briefly. It's going to be a slightly long episode, but I promise you it'll be worth it. I'll be back after the break. I'm back. Ooh, you know, usually when I go on break, I have like something to eat and I always tell you what it is. But this time I wasn't hungry because for tea, I had this dark chocolate and ginger, um, this, I think it's uh, crystallized ginger. It's got crystallized ginger in it. It's so good. Love it. It was fire. So I'm not hungry right now because um, it's about 2 p.m. here. So I'm not quite hungry, but that, my, my, the tea and biscuit was just amazing. Um, so anyway, so back to what we're talking about. You like my chocolate, don't you? Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so silly, but what, what we're talking about is actually very serious. So didn't mean to be so suggestive about my chocolate. I love chocolate and I'm sure you do too. <laughs> um, we're talking really though, very seriously about slavery. Um, and we're talking about it because Salah actually references the beating of children uh, within those terms. And I'm very surprised that Lauren, whom I looked up to sort of in that neo-soul era, you know, the Erica Badus and the people who came out to speak about liberation, which, by the way, is a great track um, by Outcast. It's called Liberation. It's about a 10 minute song called Liberation by Outcast. You've got to look it up. That's also actually one of my top songs. Love it. Um, 
but yeah, in that neo soul era, we looked to sort of artists who were neo soul artists to come out with these beautiful tunes about just the liberation of people, um, people of color, people of 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 all walks of life, but particularly black people, and that beautiful sort of liberation um, from mindsets that were enslaved right? Because slavery is also a mindset. It's not just like, okay, physical entrapment of your body. It's that betrayal. So I'm very surprised actually at Lauren's response to Salah's commentary, because I would think that her response would be a little bit more liberated, but instead she goes into how, you know, black children get all that discipline because they're held to a different standard. I was quite, no, 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 wrong, wrong response. Um, it's almost like an ex. Like, have you not learned? I expected Lauren's response to be a bit more learned. The big irony of this, y'all, <laughs> is that I'm playing X Factor in my head right now. I'm thinking about X Factor by Lauren Hill. It could all, you know, like I'm not going to sing the whole thing because uh, I can't, but I know that album so much. So I'm thinking about how like Lauren's actions are like an X's and I'm thinking about the song X Factor by Lauren Hill. Anyway, I'm just surprised that her response to Salah is not more learned, is not more compassionate. She's almost justifying what she did. She's saying her response as if it was justified and as if motherhood is so difficult that there's no way to escape abusing your child, making your child feel betrayed. And I find it interesting and ironic that Salah describes what happened as a function of slavery. Like that continued slavery behavior, that enslavement that makes you think that it's okay to sort of make your child feel unsafe. And the threats, Salah talks about the threats, feeling threatened. So on top of feeling betrayed, right? What happens? Salah says, you're being told to fix your face. Why did you just desecrate my whole body and now you're telling me to act like it's okay? fix my face so you'll give me something to cry about. How is this healthy? Are you guys understanding this? Are you hearing this? Come on, let's play just one more excerpt from Salah because I want you to hear it from her and don't take it from me. Take it from the, the mouth of babes. Yo, the constant threats. And that's why, and now you want me, you want me to embarrass you. You want me to give you something to cry about. I'll embarrass, oh, oh my God. <laughs> No, man. No, man. The belt, bro. Oh, my God. It's that slave shit. That was some slave shit that they were on. All black parents on that shit. They were on that shit. Woo! And, and there you have it. I, I would concur. And that's a cycle that needs to be broken. Anybody who thinks that that slave shit, as she said, that abuse is cool, needs to go and reevaluate his or her whole entire life because something is wrong. If you feel that it's okay to normalize, you're normalizing trauma. 
Can you imagine? Because you have to understand, these are children, you know. Their brains are not fully formed. And they only have you as an escape. You are their only protector. They don't know or have anybody else. So you are supposed to be their safety net. And you think that you're teaching them something by slapping them? Who has ever learned anything by being slapped? Now, I'm just, I'm just wondering, because the thing is, if your child is acting up, right, and you don't have any other ways of teaching them than to slap them, then they, the, the problem isn't your child, the problem is you. Because how did your child get to the point where they're doing all of that in the first place? And why is it that you have not done the work as a parent to master the types of discipline that actually help children grow and actually correct their behaviors. Because there is no scientific evidence, there is no proof, there is no, there's nobody anywhere in the mental health community or any other community who will tell you that hitting a child actually works. It works nowhere. There is, you will never find any data, any research that says, yes, please, the more you abuse the fuck out of your children, the better they'll behave. Your beating the shit out of your child is not going to stop your child from still fucking, you know, uh, embarrassing you. So please, if you do have the privilege of having children, let's let's stay away from the slavery shit. And I wanted to get into that because she talked about it. And I was thinking to myself, self, um, you know, slavery was such a humongous project. It was, a. It, can you imagine, let me tell you how like disturbing slavery was. Can you imagine if, you know, somebody just went into the Amazon warehouse right now and told all the Amazon employees, just went to Jeff Bezos, the Amazon founder and owner and goes, hey, you know, I mean, we're going to just entrap and take all your Amazon employees right now. We're going to put them on ships. We're going to pay you, right? It's called the slave trade. <laughs> trade. We're going to pay you in guns. We're going to give you about 50 guns and we're going to take all the Amazon employees. We're going to put them on ships, shackled, put necks, put chains on their necks and feet and hands and everything like that. We're going to ship them to a very dark and possibly dingy, dirty um, plantation or another warehouse in like, say, I don't know, India somewhere. It's no electricity, it's diseases, everything like that. And they're just going to work for us for free. Can you imagine that? Like, let's say you work for Amazon right now and somebody told you that. Would you not be out? Of, would you not just like lose your shit? Like if you worked for a factory right now or even just an office, anywhere you worked and somebody came and just took everybody, rounded up everybody and was like, hey, we're going to just enslave you. We're going to put these chains around your necks. We're going to ship you off to a land you don't know about, India, China, somewhere. Just And it's going to be very dark, dirty, dingy, and the conditions are going to be horrible. You could be raped. And uh, yeah, we're going to abuse the fuck out of you. And it's going to happen for centuries. Of course, that couldn't happen right now, right? Like, because if it did, it would be an uproar. Like, you would be like, what? That's not going to happen to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, it, it's not conceivable. It's not a conceivable thing. But yet it happened. And it's and it happened in a much worse way than I'm saying right now. I mean, 
at least, you know, I'm using the example of Amazon employees who get a paycheck and who are in, you know, sort of ordered societies. Can you imagine, you know, you're just sitting at home, you know, you're farming, you're going, you know, you're helping your family out. And, you know, this is several hundred years ago and some strangers come to your land and just scoop you up, just scoop you up and put these chains around your neck and just like ship you the fuck out of where you're from. What? It's so weird. Anyway, so I bring that all all up to say (laughs) the practices and the mindsets of the olden times need not follow us where we are going. That's why 2020 is happening. 2020 is delineating for us the past and the future. 2020 is saying to us, here is how things were and they were shitty and they were terrible and they were bad and they were Trumpian. But moving forward, moving forward after this self-reflection that I have sat you all down in your houses to do, y'all got to do better. 2020 is saying to us, do the fuck better. Do better. Be better. Don't justify the nonsense from the past and bring that shit into the future. Okay? So as I'm reading Lauren Hill's response and she's like, oh yeah, you know, because black people and this happened, I'm like, no, you've gotten it wrong. You've gotten it wrong. Go back and learn the lesson. Listen to what your child is saying. Your child is talking about trauma, abuse, betrayal, threats, walking to her doom, walking to her death, lack of safety, absence, you know, abandonment, violence. That's what she's talking about. We don't need some opus. We don't need some fucking opus about how motherhood is complex and hard and blackness is this and that. And girl, you don't sound deep. You don't sound deep saying all that. You sound crazy. And this is not a reference to her mental health. I'm talking literally about logic. There is no logic in any parent justifying the abuse of a child, just as there is no logic in any husband justifying the abuse of his wife. Oh, well, you know, I had to beat the shit out of my wife because da 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 da. No, you know, because being a husband is complex, you know, and I have to be the provider and, you know, I have so much to take care of and I'm not perfect. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. We're just asking you to keep your hands to yourself if you don't fucking mind. Anywho, so this is going to be one of my longer episodes. And if you didn't like it, you can always kiss my ass as long as you don't beat it. Um, Because I stand very strongly in these opinions. um, And I do believe everyone should keep his or her hands to herself. That's what I feel. Okay. Um, You know, I think as a child, sort of growing up in that environment and, you know, even experienced some of that, perhaps not in older age, but in younger age. And then just fighting, physically fighting sometimes, you know, my own siblings and things like that. It's like, as you get older, you know, you realize that these things are just so toxic 
and that toxic relationships can swirl all around you and affect your mental health. You know, this is all sort of like trauma that follows you your whole entire life. And then you begin to resent, you begin to resent your upbringing. You begin to carry that betrayal for you or towards you for the rest of your life. And then nowhere feels safe. No man feels safe. Nothing feels safe. You're constantly evaluating your relationship and every man you meet and every interaction you have for signs of trauma, for signs that this person will abuse you or abandon you, traumatize you, disrespect you, make you feel alone, make you feel abandoned in the same way that either your parent did or your guardian did or your whole fucking childhood did. So please, as we bring children into this world, let's think about how damaged we are. I know T.D. Jakes once said to Oprah, he said, listen, when you meet your parents, they are already broken. When you meet your parents, they are not perfect people. They are already broken. We are out here, broken people creating progeny and generations after us. So we have a great responsibility before we even have children, while we are raising children, to repair what the fuck is wrong with us. Repair ourselves so that we don't continue cycles. So we don't pass down what is broken about us to the helpless creatures that we've brought into this world. And on that note, long episode, but worth it. I'll catch you on the next round. If you want, you can go to anchor.fm slash the hot nerd. Leave me a message about this episode, whatever traumas you want to share. I'm not a therapist, but leave me a message and let me know what you think. If you're going to justify Lauren Hill, I'm probably not going to agree with you, but I'd love to hear from you anyway. Press the message button, anchor.fm slash the hot nerd, and we will catch you on the next episode. This is the Hot Nerd Podcast with your girl, China Noel. See ya.